Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And we're not okay right now. <laughs> we are really not okay. <laughs> you guys, we have tried to record this intro six times. I don't know what it is about the vibes today. I went into the office like every single day this week and Friday night went out, Saturday went out. Like we're just, you went out Friday. We I, had a big weekend. Yeah, and, and a big week. The life has been sucked out of us. We have nothing left to give. We don't. Nothing left to give. Like this podcast is my last ounce of anything. And this podcast is all about like being in your 20s, giving tips and advice. And this is so out of character for us because I feel like maybe like two months ago we were saying how we are the most boring people ever and do nothing. And we have come back to life. And I know. It's like, look how quickly things can change. I know. How the tables have turned. <laughs> I feel like it's truly just from going in the office every single day as well. Like, it just... I don't even remember. Like, I was exhausted on Friday and from nothing. Like, from getting up, getting dressed, and going into the office. Like, how did we do that five days a week? I, I do not know. I don't know. When I have to go back... Because I haven't been back at all yet. And when I yeah. have to, I am not going to be okay. I know. And it's just like the social exertion you give like it's because it's all day you're like talking to people it sounds so stupid but I know it's It's exhausting I know and like get up get on the streetcar talk to people like I just and then like I work I've been going out a little bit after work just for like a drink or two like with some co-workers and it like I'm at the end of the day I'm I'm good like I'm have given my all to that day no I know it's like I have nothing left to give if if this is your first time listening first of all we're so sorry and (laughs) second of all this is not just a podcast we have a Facebook group you guys should go join we have an Instagram community where you can take over we have a LinkedIn we have a blog and there's just a lot to come so make sure you go join the community women in their 20s and yeah okay so we're gonna jump into Tess's solo episode now And then we're going to come back at the end and read your guys' answers to the questions we asked on Instagram. Yeah, so if you guys want to be a part of the episode every week, make sure to follow us on Instagram at BusyBlooming with two Gs. Thank God you guys are here to like bring some premium content. Totally, (laughs) because this episode wouldn't exist if you guys weren't here. (laughs) Yeah, so stay tuned to the end of the episode um, for your guys' thoughts on everything you guys have learned that nine to five thoughts on co-workers and all that stuff yeah i think that's everything that we have to give for the intro so <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into the episode of lessons learned nine to five and let's get into it hello everybody welcome to the solo episode for this month i am so excited to be sharing with you guys everything that i have learned working nine to five for three and a half years i think three and a half i don't even know if you guys don't know who i am hi my name's tess i'm 24 years old i work and live downtown toronto i graduated from university of toronto in 2018 in a writing and communications degree which i truly do i use it not really but with that being said i have worked in marketing and project management and communications for i guess like three and a half years and i've worked at a lot of different companies i've worked at the big 
before. I've worked at a charity. I've worked at a startup. I've worked at a company that had like two other people that worked there. And I've bounced around a lot. I've had a lot of different jobs. And I wanted to chat about that whole thing as well and my thoughts on it. So anyways, with all that being said, today I'm going to be sharing my you know, my just vast wealth of knowledge on working nine to five. I feel like I just have a lot of thoughts on corporate life and like company culture. And like I said, I've bounced around a lot. So even though I've only had three and a half years of experience, I feel like I've learned like a lot more than most, I guess, in three years, because every company is truly like its own world of like skills and people and vibes. And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've had, I feel like a lot of successes too. So anyways, we're going to get into it all. We're going to get into finances, salaries, coworkers, how to stay organized, how to ask for a raise, like just a bunch of different stuff, things I've done that I really regret. And it's going to get a little unfiltered. It's gonna, we're gonna keep it real today. I split this podcast kind of into sections. So the first section is like bosses and coworkers. Then I want to talk about like company vibes and things I've learned like at different companies. And then lastly, I want to talk about like work tactics, staying organized, interviews, like all that stuff. So, so let's just hop right into it. So let's talk a little bit about bosses and coworkers. I think like a lot of you guys, I have had a lot of different variations of like bosses and coworkers, some toxic, some not so toxic. So I think overall, like a big thing I've learned in terms of bosses is a really, really good quality in a boss is somebody who cares about your career development and about your like professional goals and desires outside of the job you're in right now. I think I've had maybe like one-ish bosses who have really, really cared about like what I actually want to do with my life, like professionally, like do I want to go into project management? Do I want to go into marketing, social media management? Like just what do I actually want to do? And then like, how can they help me like gain those skills? That is like such, such an amazing quality in a boss. If you have a boss like that, who's like, okay, how can we like help you build the skills you want to get? And like, how can we get you on projects that you want to learn more about? If you have a boss like that, hold on to them. It is such a rare thing and such a good thing. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. If you have a boss like that, hold on to them dearly. I'm sure they're great. Let's talk about toxic bosses on the other hand. So I have had, I would say my, one of my first jobs, I had a boss where I truly was at their beck and call every hour of the day like I they would call me I'd be like out for dinner and I would be that person like oh my boss is calling me I have to go like <laughs> it's just so lame anyways that was me at like 21 years old I thought I was the biggest like corporate queen ever if you are working for somebody who makes you feel like you have literally no control of your time mostly I'm talking about with side of nine to five I think also within nine to five though like I've had a boss where if I was in the washroom and I didn't answer my phone when they called me they would be like why didn't you answer my phone call like what are you doing that's just like not cool and so I think definitely of course like from nine to five you should be like working and be available but I think it can get to a point where you just feel like you have to be like always, always, always available at someone's beck and call. If they need something late at night, you were on it. Like, I think it definitely comes from a good place. And like it did for me too, where I'm like, I just want to be the best employee I can. I'm such a hard worker. Like I want to just wow them. But your mental health, your personal boundaries, like need to just like 
come into play and that is like really really important I think a good tip that has helped me in that situation is just like communicating your hours with your boss and you can communicate in a way that's like you're asking their advice almost of like okay or my I just like want to get an idea of my working hours like should I are my hours eight to four nine to five nine to six like what kind of hours do you need me and I think that's a really good way to like communicate that I think the last thing I want to say in terms of bosses is personally I think that quote people don't quit jobs they quit bosses is so true if you have a really good boss it's a really good thing and like hold on to that People don't quit jobs. People quit bosses. I think it is so true. So make sure you have a good boss when you're interviewing. Make sure it's a good fit because it is like so important to your mental health. Next, I want to chat a little bit about coworkers. So one thing I have learned with coworkers and gossiping and being friends with people at work is basically just this. Pick one person to be really, really close with. One person you can go for drinks with be like super real with about your boss about other people like just vent as much as you need say everything you need to say somebody who you know will not like share this information with other people that is so key to pick one like you get one if you start and this is me talking to me at 22 years old if you keep going around and like gossiping and like shit talking and like just you know being funny and like being fun but just at the expense of like other people I know it can be like a really good bonding experience like if everyone at your level is like talking about a director or something honestly like I would just say remove yourself from the situation it just is so much better to be professional and like a good worker and filtered at work like still of course like have your personality and like be fun and all those things if you want but like I don't know I just think try to stay out of the gossip because it just is such a bad look if you end up do moving up in the company or if somebody hears about it and if you're anything like me I have so much anxiety when it comes to like talking about people and I'm always so worried that somehow they hurt me I think something else I've learned is it is really hard to go backwards on being personal with people I worked a job like one of my first jobs I think I was 22 and I was just like such an open book it's definitely my personality like I'm a really really open book with most people but I don't know there's just something at work when it's like you're sharing when everyone's just sharing a lot you're talking about your family your relationship your whatever like just everything and that that can be a really good thing and like it's fun to bomb with people for sure but it can be really hard if you've like just overshared and like you're too too close with people at work to go backwards from that so that's just something i've learned is like pick your people to be personal with and just like kind of start being like a little bit personal and then get a little bit more and then you can kind of control it more rather than just like sharing a bunch of details about your life and then you can't really like go back from that because they already know so much about you so I don't know I think just like be really mindful is what I'm trying to say with like who you're friends with what you say and that will like help you a lot the last thing I want to say on this actually is how to deal with a toxic co-worker I have worked with my fair share of toxic co-workers like people who just you know are very competitive try to make you look bad one time this girl like emailed my boss like a bunch of things she like thought I was really bad at at my job like didn't see me on it that type of energy is what I'm talking about so I think with that this is gonna sound like maybe like so basic but 
killed toxic coworkers with professionalism and kindness and that will get you ahead I think when that happened to me like I just didn't address it like I was just always really professional very kind like just really normal with her and same with my boss like I when she talked to me about it I didn't like say anything negative about her or nothing I was just like always just staying professional and kind and I think and I think that will just serve you in so many different ways like it will take up less you know space in your brain it won't live your head rent free if it's not something you're like really really dwelling on I think it will just make you look better to your boss and to your coworkers, and the person will probably like get off your back so yeah I think that's just like what I've learned with dealing with toxic coworkers. stay professional stay you know neutral and kind and then vent about them to your family and <laughs> that will that will help you a lot okay next thing I wanted to talk about is company like vibes and like office vibes and things I've just like kind of learned I worked somewhere for a year and a half and truly like a year and a half in I still felt like it was day one <laughs> I think I heard this on the morning toast but they were saying like if you feel like it's day one a year in like it's probably just not your place and I think that is just so true I don't know I worked at somewhere I worked somewhere where I was just like couldn't show my personality I felt really anxious like I was really self-conscious of like what I was wearing what I was saying my face always went really red like I just felt really really not confident and I don't know it's just like not really my personality I'm pretty outgoing and give my opinion and like I'm just very collaborative and like to get to know people and so I don't know I think it's okay to like work somewhere and just say this is a really great company this is a great job but it's just not a good culture fit and I think that's totally fine and it can be really really disappointing I've definitely with this specific job I was like I'm going to work here forever this company is amazing like the building is beautiful this is a great opportunity but it just wasn't my place like it just wasn't my thing it's kind of like a relationship you know it's like you really could want it to work and it just isn't the one and that's fine so I don't know I don't know I just think it's okay to like realize that you're working somewhere that isn't like a good fit you don't feel like yourself you don't feel happy and comfortable and confident and that's like a really really if not the most important thing in a job is the culture and the people's I think you can always apply to jobs while you have a job that's like the best most ideal situation so if this is you you're like okay I'm working somewhere it's not a good fit for me you can still apply to jobs while you have one like there's nothing better than that truly next thing I want to say is this is kind of like what I said before but there are more important things than like the name of the company the prestige of the company like stuff like that I think we all know I used to work at the big four and to me that was like I don't know I think it is definitely okay to value like status and prestige and stuff like that I think if you value it just like own it and be like I just want to work somewhere where people like think is cool and that's totally fine but that being said truly like the people and the culture and what the company values like stuff like that is definitely for me I have realized a lot more important I think small companies there is a lot of value in working for a startup or just like a mid-sized smaller company I think first of all there's a lot more flexibility in what you do like in your title you can oftentimes move up faster because there's less people and there's probably not a process of like you have to work at this level for two years and then you could be a level six for two years like that stuff usually doesn't exist at smaller companies so you can move up faster I think too a lot of people think like at these bigger companies you're going to make a lot more money 
let me tell you, this is just my experience. I make, I think, over 20 grand more at the job I'm in now at a startup than I made at the big four. And I have a bunch of content on that on my channel as well, as you guys know. But I don't know. I just think small companies, definitely there is a lot of value. So just keep that in mind. Like if you are at a big company and it's not for you, it's not like you have to work there forever. Small companies, mid-sized companies, startups, like they all have a lot of value. And it really just comes down to the people, the culture, the all of that fitting together for you. So just, you know, keep that in mind. Okay. Next, I wanted to chat about like work tactics, things that have helped me and money, interviews, all that sort of stuff. The first thing I've learned is that being organized is truly like the best quality you can have at work. I just think being organized is like one of the best things you can do. So let me just give my tips. So how we stay so organized at work is I make so, so many lists. Like, let me tell you, I have a list for everything. I use Notion. If you guys don't know what Notion is, it's the best thing ever. Notion.so. I'm obsessed with it. You can make it so cute with like little pictures. Anyways, okay. So I basically just have a bunch of pages of lists in my Notion. So as you guys know, I'm the product marketing manager. So I have a list, for example, of ideas. I've heard people say every time I'm in a meeting and someone has like an idea for a project or a campaign or a blog post, I throw it always in that list. So whenever someone is like, well, what was that idea that someone said? Like, I got it. I have it in the list. I also have, of course, like a daily list. I make a list every single day of what I want to do. I have a weekly ongoing list of projects for that week. I have a big like 2021 list of like everything big ongoing stuff. And here is the key when you are a list person. What you should do and what I do is I every single day I have a list of, say, like five things I'm going to work on that day communicate that list to your boss or to your team to make sure that the stuff you're working on and the stuff that is a priority for you is also a priority for them. That is truly the key that has like helped me in every single job. Every day when I'm at work, I make my little list. I I slack it to my boss. I say, hey, these are the things I'm going to work on today. That is just like truly the answer to like everything with communication, with priorities, with wasting time. It's just the best thing. Oftentimes too, they'll respond and like be like, oh, that's great. Like, please also do this thing. It's just the best. I highly recommend it. Make your list and communicate your list to other people so everyone kind of is on the same page. It's the best thing ever. The next thing I've learned is, this is is a hard lesson to learn, you guys, is it's always better to ask a question and feel stupid than make a stupid mistake. I did this thing one time. I'm not going to give too much detail. I basically was working at a company. I did not feel um, welcome <laughs> to ask questions. I was terrified to ask questions. And probably because I was just like me being anxious at 21. Um, but anyways, I basically part of my job was paying invoices. And I didn't know like how you can check like what the invoice was being paid for. Somebody had just told me to like basically pay everything and like don't check what it's for. Like it's fine. No one cares. So anyways, one day a particularly large invoice came in and I had this feeling I was like, should I just like ask someone how to check what this is for? Like this feels a little bit off, but I was, I didn't. And I just ended up paying it and it turned into this whole thing of like, we shouldn't have paid it. What was it for? I didn't know what it was for because I didn't check. And it was just this whole thing. And 
lesson learned. I should have just rolled over my chair to somebody and said, hey, how do I do this? And it all would have been fine. So lesson learned. It's always better to feel stupid asking a question than make a stupid mistake. Because you're going to look more dumb if you make the mistake rather than like asking the question, if you know what I mean. And most of the time, you probably aren't looking stupid. Like no one cares that you're asking them a question. No one thinks you're dumb. No one thinks you're stupid for asking. And that's probably all in your head. So always ask the question rather than making a big mistake. It's just like always, always, always better. Even if someone's going to say like, why don't you know that? You should know that by now. That's better than making the mistake. Okay, the next thing I've learned is, this is an interview tip. When you're in an interview, make a document of notes the day or the week before with literally every single question you think they're going to ask you. So for example, in all of my interviews, this might sound extra, but I make a Google Doc and I write down every question I think they're gonna ask. So I'll say like, tell me about yourself. Why do you wanna work here? So I'll write down all those questions and then I'll put in bullet points of what I'm gonna say and then I practice them out loud. Obviously, you know the answer when someone's like, tell me about yourself. But even if something as basic as that, it is so worth it. It is the best feeling to have like a perfectly practiced answer to that question. Like rather than kind of fumbling around and just like talking about your university and then something random and how you moved to Toronto. And then I don't know, it's like you can just have the best answers. I got a really good tip. We did a live session with Busy Blooming a while ago about like job hunting. And I'm going to bring her back on for the podcast. Um, But we had a recruiter on. She's great. And she said... When someone asks you to tell them about yourself in an interview, don't just like list through your like job experiences. Tell them a story of like how you got to where you are. And if you treat it like a story time for like a minute, that will serve you so much more than just like running through a list of like everything you've done. So something like that is like a really good thing to prepare and can make a big difference. So that's my number one interview tip. Make a big document, practice it all the questions out loud, even if it's an easy question. Trust me, it will help you, I swear. Next, I wanted to talk a little bit about money and salaries, all that fun stuff. So if you guys follow me, you know I posted a video, I guess a few months ago now, about how I doubled my salary in two years, which, you know, is just a dramatic title. I was trying to get the clicks, but it is true. So my first salary I ever had was, I think, $40,000. People always ask me, like, good salaries in Toronto. I really don't know. I just know what I have. So I would say go into Glassdoor and just like look up an average salary. But my first salary I think was around 40. And then yeah, like the video title said, I have since doubled that salary. And first of all, I just want to say I don't think salaries should be like so secretive. Maybe that's just a personal thing. I think of course, as you move up, like in your career and as you get older, maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like it's so good to like share with your team and like talk about money with other people because you might not realize someone's making like way 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 more money than you when you do the same job like I don't know I just feel like it should be it's not really a personal reflection of you it's a reflection of the company so I feel like if you are talking to somebody just like don't be afraid to chat about it more but anyways that was a tangent we all know the stats like women are a lot less likely to negotiate their salary a lot less likely to ask for a raise don't be a part of the statistic ask for a raise negotiate your salary it is so terrifying i'm going to like acknowledge that for sure like it is a really uncomfortable scary thing but trust me like in only three years it gets a lot easier it still is scary but it's just so so worth it 
especially when you know for sure like you deserve it i think it's just like such a good feeling if you do get it i have an email template on our blog about how to negotiate a salary over email but i don't know i just think it's why not just ask i mean probably the worst thing they're going to say is no we can't do that they're not going to say like okay well we're going to take away your job offer now because <laughs> you negotiated if they have gone through the process and like narrowed it down to the point where they're giving you an offer they want you to take the job so they're not going to most likely like retract your offer if you ask for $5,000 more or $10,000 more. So how to actually negotiate it? I think there's a few different tactics you can use. For me, I think a great one is this actually happened to me last time. So this is like an ideal scenario. I had another job offer. So I that was for like a lot more money. It was for $10,000 more. So I basically just told them like, hey, I know you offered me this amount. I have another offer for 10 grand more. Can you match that? And they ended up matching it. So I think that's a really good scenario. I know that's like pretty tricky to arrange. Um, I think another thing you can do is do a lot of research on like, you know, the average salary for a marketing manager or for a data scientist or for like whatever like in your area, I think that's a really good argument too. If you're applying to be a social media manager and the average salary is $50,000, their order they're offering and the job you're applying to offered you $45,000, negotiate for the 50 and just say like, "Hey, here's the market value for, you know, a social media manager in Toronto." could you match to the market average? And I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say, but maybe they'll say yes. If they do say yes, that one minute of you spent on an email just made you $5,000. So I think that's a really good thing um, to try. Okay, in terms of asking for a raise, this one is a little bit more tricky. I think for sure you have the potential to make the most money like when you're first negotiating your salary because it's such like large increases. Like you probably won't be able to ask for like, $20,000 as a raise, but I don't know. You, you never know. So anyway, I recently asked for a raise at my job. I think first of all, have a number in mind to ask them for, for sure. Second of all, make a document, paste in your job description that you were hired to do. Make a new job description of everything you're doing now and show like how much more you're doing now, if that's the case. And just ask for like a pay adjustment to what you're doing now. I think that is a very fair thing. I think also just being like really prepared of the market average, like I said, with salaries. And for me, I had a title change. Like I moved from a digital marketing manager to a product marketing manager. Product marketing makes, you know, a lot more in the digital marketing. So that was a really good reason I had as well. Um, so I think just be really, really organized, practiced, book 30 minutes with your boss and just go through the document with them, share your screen. That's what I did. And I feel like that can really like build a good case for you. But always ask. Like I said, they're not going to fire you. And they actually legally can't fire you <laughs> for asking for a raise. So don't be afraid to do it. Get organized, have your document, practice if you need, and just ask for a raise. You can do it. I know you can. Something else I've learned a lot working corporate is the value of just like giving your opinion and speaking up in meetings. It can be really scary, especially if you're entry level, because you're like, I don't want to be annoying and I don't want people to like, you know, think I'm stupid, but you you won't. Like people don't care as much as you think. It's so tempting to sit in a Zoom meeting and just like stay on camera and stay on mute. But like, trust me, challenge yourself like once a meeting to say something, give an opinion, say your thoughts. It will make it so much easier and you'll just create a pattern of behavior of like giving opinions, 
giving thoughts and like adding value to stuff, which is a really, really good skill. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about jumping around jobs a lot. As you guys can tell by my experience, I have jumped around jobs like quite a bit in three and a half years. The first job I had, I had fourth summer for four months. The second job, I was there for a year. The third job, I was there for a year and a half. And then I've been at my current job for a year. Personally, this is just like a personal opinion. I don't think, I think the whole, you have to stay at a job for one year for it to be worth something on your resume is not true. I really, really don't think that's true. I think a really good rule to live by. This is from Janelle Abrahami, who we had in the podcast. She's a career coach for millennials. A great episode. Go check it out. But she said, you should quit a job when you can't get any more value or any more learnings from the job. Like if you have maxed out and squeezed out every piece of value from that job and you were just stagnant and not learning and not growing and not getting literally any value, it's time to start looking for something else. And I think that is such great advice. I think personally, if you work somewhere for six months or work somewhere for a year or three years, like it really doesn't matter because as long as you get what you can out of the job, I mean, you might learn everything you need to learn in six months and then you can move on to something else. You definitely don't want to create a pattern of behavior of staying at jobs for six months at a time for 10 years or something. But I think, I don't know, when you're first starting out, Personally, jumping around has helped me a ton. I have grown three times as much as I would have staying at one company. I've had three different jobs, like three different roles and learned three different skill sets with three different bosses. Like I just grown so fast. And I think that is a really another reason of why I was able to increase my salary so much. It's because every time I moved up and up and up, which of course is like, such a privilege. I'm so grateful for that. And I do know, I do of course have privileges. I don't know. I just think if you are in a job and you've been there for like, I don't know, seven months or something, and you just aren't getting anything out of it, it's not for you. Apply for jobs where you have a job. It's the best scenario to be in. There's no reason you can't apply to something while still having a full-time job. So that's just my personal preference. That's just my personal opinion. Like I think jumping around is okay like when you're first starting out. And I think it actually like is a good thing. Okay, the last thing I wanted to say is this is something I'm still trying to learn, but how you speak about your job and how like your attitude is about your job affects the way you feel about it like so so much more than I think we realize and this is like me to me but when you complain a lot about your job it just affects like your attitude and your energy and just your the way you go into work and it affects your mindset so much more something that has helped me a lot like just in jumping different jobs and stuff like that is yes of course you're not going to be like obsessed with your nine to five job I mean if you are love that for you but I think it's okay like the job I'm in now I like my job like I like the people I work with I like the work I do I like love marketing and social and like all that stuff the people I work with are amazing but am I obsessed with my job like do I love it as much as I love this podcast as much as I love YouTube as much as I love going with my friends and my family like no I don't and that's okay and I think it can just get a little bit toxic when we're when you just complain and complain and complain about your job because it affects your mindset like a ton so my advice is try to find this is gonna sound cheesy you guys but my advice is try to find like one or two or any positive thing you can in your job and just focus on those things and trust me it will help you 
feel better about your job. Like when you focus on the good, the good gets better. When you focus on the bad, it gets worse. And so just focus on the good. I mean, of course, I'm not saying like romanticize a toxic situation. Like if you're in a horrible situation, get out of there. But I think for most of us, like every single day is not going to be like jumping out of bed, running to your laptop, like singing, logging into Slack. Like it's just not the vibe. So I think it's okay to have like hard days and frustrating days. But overall, like just try to focus on the positive, say things you like about your job. If you talk more positively about your job to people, you will feel more positive about it. Like you just will. So I don't know, I'm not saying like lie, but just, yeah, I think you hear what I'm saying. Like try to find a few positive things, talk about those things more and it will just feel like so much better. Okay, I think that's everything I wanted to say about working nine to five. That is like everything I've learned. I try to keep it real and I hope you guys liked it. Of course, we always wanna hear from you guys as well. So we'll jump into the intro in a second. But I just wanna say another huge thank you to everybody who is listening. Our podcast has just created like the best community and we see you guys in the Facebook group and in the reviews and on the Instagram. Like it is just truly more than like I ever could have imagined when starting Busy Blooming. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you guys. And if you're not in the Facebook group, like join, post in there if you have something going on that you want advice on. Like it is such a great group of people. So go in there, comment something, follow us on Instagram, and we would just love to have you as part of our community. Um, So I think that's everything for me. Let's jump into the outro with me and Alexis, and I'll see you guys next week. Okay, guys, we're back. Hope you missed us. (laughs) (laughs) Back and better than ever. Okay, so the first question we asked you guys is, have you ever dealt with a toxic coworker or boss? And 88% said yes, and 12% said no. I would love to speak to the 12% of people and where do you work? Because I, I would know, like, love what's to it like? <laughs> Cannot relate. I feel like the word toxic too, like, it really depends, I guess, what you think is like a toxic environment. But yeah. I feel like, have you ever had a toxic boss or coworker, like, in your like corporate jobs? I don't know if I would say toxic. Yeah. I would say maybe a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Some unique experiences. Yeah, but I wouldn't say toxic. I've been yeah. honestly pretty lucky, mm-hmm. but definitely people I didn't vibe with. Yeah. But nobody who made the experience like so horrible. Yeah. Okay, should we do the next question? Yeah. Okay, so the next question, do you think it's okay to be close friends with your coworkers? 86% said yes and 14% said no. What do you think? I feel like it's good to be friends with your coworkers. To be honest, I've worked in all of my like corporate jobs have been for pretty small organizations and I've always been the youngest one there. Mm-hmm. So I've never really, how depressing is this? I've never really <laughs> had like a close friend at work because <laughs> yeah. everyone has been like at least 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So like I don't have very much experience to share. But I feel yeah. like it would be good even to just have one person who you mm-hmm. are good friends with, you trust, you can confide in. I feel like that would be good. Yeah, I think so too. I th- I, I've had like different levels of friendships. I've, I've had a lot of jobs where everyone's like kind of my age. Mm-hmm. The, the key with having work friends is having like a work mode and then like a friendship mode. And like, yeah, like we would go out and like we were really good friends. But when we were at work, like we could talk about personal stuff and then we like go into work mode you have to find those people who have like the perfect balance of like 
you can still be friends, but they can still like talk about work and be like normal. Yeah, know? definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the consensus is if people think it's totally fine. 86% said, yeah, you can be friends. Yeah. With your I think it's good to have a friend at work. It makes it not so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the last question we asked you guys is what is something that you wish you knew before starting a nine to five job? So what is something you learned? Something that I've learned, and this is more like when I'm going into the office, is how important it is to actually pack a lunch and like actually plan your meals Mm -hmm. and not just like order food every single day oh my god i feel that so much it's so like such a waste of money like the amount the hundreds of dollars yeah i know that's a good one okay should we read some of the answers yeah oh someone (laughs) agrees with me they said meal prep (laughs) oh yeah i love how somebody said they've learned that it isn't really a nine to five job it's like way more hours (laughs) oh yeah true that's true you have to be so careful with that though like it's so tricky to set boundaries because you want to do like the absolute best you can mm-hmm. but then i don't know it like the hours and the boundaries work-life balance stuff is so hard maybe i just like don't love my job <laughs> but i feel like i'm really good at that i'm like if it's yeah i work eight to four usually so i'm like the clock hits four o'clock bye you cannot reach me i find it just depends like in the culture of the office too because sometimes people like try to flex a lot when they're like oh you stopped work at five like i was working till eight o'clock nine like yeah for you i don't know but that sounds horrible (laughs) i know but then like your boss will like reward that and they'll be like oh that's so great like like it just creates a weird culture i know and it's so unhealthy i know like if you just spend your entire day working you need to do things for you or else you're gonna be so miserable someone said overall work environment is so important that's true true it is it's probably like the most important thing i would say like the culture and the people because it's like if you like the company and the people and the culture like the work you're doing at your laptop day to day like becomes a little bit less important yeah if you like who you're working with totally Somebody said that they've learned that you don't have to say yes to everything to always set firm boundaries. And somebody said not saying no. It's so hard because you want to seem like you can like take on a lot. And so when people like ask, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can take it on. And then it's uh, horrible. I know. I'm so bad for that. I mean, we all know um, I have an issue with (laughs) saying no. So I need to get better. (laughs) Yeah. Someone just said it sucks. (laughs) normalize not being obsessed with your nine to five job and like knowing that's okay (laughs) yeah just normalize knowing that it sucks (laughs) yeah somebody said they've learned the importance of using vacation time even when you aren't going on vacation i love that that's a really good one it is yeah someone said that you can say that you don't know everything oh yeah that's a good one that is a good one i feel like especially when you first start a job you feel like you have to know everything and people like love to answer questions too yeah that's true oh this is a really good one someone said taking work too seriously and having your life and emotions revolve around it that is such a hard thing like especially when you're in a company or you're on like a project or like a campaign or something that's really really stressful to let it not seep in to your emotions outside of like your nine to five hours it's so tricky and it's okay sometimes but it's just when it gets too too much then it's Someone said there will be challenges and issues in every office you work in. The key is to accept them. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, that's it's like such a good one. Like everywhere you go, there's going to be at least one thing that you wish was different. 
yeah, because you're, you're never going to love everything about your company or your job or your coworkers, but you have to just pick and choose the things you're okay with not liking. Yeah. And then just decide. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, well, thank you guys for hanging out with us this week on the podcast. Let, let us know if you like us in the outro or the intro. Okay, so that's everything from us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, join the Facebook group, and we will see you guys next Monday. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.